Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know what it has been about the last week or so, but there has been so much Kardashian news. It's been hard to keep up with. Uh, so we just decided to throw it all together in one fun little uh, segment here on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Okay, so let's get started with um, what's going on with their beauty brands. Well, okay, so there's a lot going on with all these billionaire beauty brands, right? Which one wonders if these numbers are actually real. I don't know. Mm. But what I do know is that, and in fact, I just saw um, another headline about a new CEO over at Cody Cosmetics. Cody Cosmetics, of course, is the conglomerate that has uh, sort of... I don't know, um, made things worse by uh, <laughs> allowing the Kardashian girls and the Jenner girls to make millions upon millions um, with their co- their cosmetic deals. So most recently, though, and the story that I wanted to share was about Seed Beauty. And Seed Beauty is really where Kylie Jenner's company began. It was like the relationship she had with Seed Beauty that allowed her to produce her makeup line. But in order to do that... Um, they had to share a bunch of secrets with her. And in the deal that she has had with Cody, they're concerned that they're going to, that she's going to give all the, I shouldn't say she, because I don't think it's really Kylie Jenner. Like She's walking around with secrets, but they're concerned that Cody is going to have access to all their secrets, which mm. they should not have. Mm-hmm. And so they've now had to, you know, um, sue, uh, in order to protect those trade secrets. And it just shows you that there's so much more going on behind the scenes than this was not just like Kylie Jenner in her garage, like, I'm going to be, you know. What Kylie gave them was her social media influence. Yeah. Yeah. Her name, her face, her brand. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, like, something's real fishy about. Well, there's so much fishy when you really like take three steps back and you look at the whole constellation of everything going on around the Kardashians and around their beauty lines and around like what she's doing with her money and around the, well, the Forbes article that called her a billionaire and then they had to walk that back. I mean, there's something stinky. Well, what I was going to say is that, again, I think there's some real allegations in that Forbes piece, at least insofar as I read it. And look, I am not an industry expert in cosmetics, Mm -hmm. nor am I a business expert, nor 
Am I very good at um, a lot of numbers? But from what I could read in that Forbes article where they revisit this notion that she was a billionaire, um, it implies that Kris Jenner really cooked the books, even if it wasn't to the government, it was to Forbes. And Mm -hmm. I think if you're willing to sort of create this, because again, I think it goes back to this. They're just trying to create this narrative of uber wealth in order to, to... Um, create wealth because the perception of you being wealthy leads to you having opportunities that other people don't have. Mm -hmm. So there is a huge financial interest in making it appear. It's not just like some vanity project where Chris Jenner's like, I want all my kids to look like they're billionaires, even if they're not. No, being a billionaire gets you more money. Yeah, because people are like, oh, you're a billionaire. Here, have some of this money. Which in and of itself is like kind of a genius weird in like a not genius way it's like the most american thing ever right right. it's like call myself a billionaire act like a billionaire get people to follow me like i'm a billionaire and then i'll be a billionaire yeah because then you can go to billionaire like the billionaire restaurant Mm -hmm. and be like hey fellow billionaires and they're like oh look it's billionaire and then they're like here's your food on the house billionaire thanks for coming billionaire for some reason i've never figured out let's give rich people stuff for free (laughs) what okay well billionaire was like the original influencer yeah right before we had social media you had a lot of money money talks yeah and it's not just kylie jenner again this is something that's why i say it's so like it's the most perfectly american thing ever look around Look around. Two, three. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of examples of people who showed up and said, mm-hmm. I am this thing. And everybody's like, whoa. And then they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not that thing. But, but now it's too late. But it's not just Kylie, right? It's not just Chris Jenner's right. attempt to get Kylie to look like a billionaire. Oh, it goes so much bigger than that. Because what were the headlines last week? That Kim Kardashian bought shares in Cody Cosmetics as well. And that she was fast tracking on her way. Well, she sold. Or she sold. That's yeah, right. yeah. Sorry. She sold her shares of Cody Cosmetics uh, and that she's fast on her way to billionaire town. Yep. So she's closer to Billy or that she was going to be the next billionaire. Well, she's not really a billionaire yet. She's still at the nine hundred million dollar mark. And I will say, I feel like a lot of that is just on paper. So, again, not that not that like. I guess then it's like, well, what's the point of saying billionaire? It's not even that I care what her bank account mm-hmm. is. It's that sh- it is the it is the, the ability to sell Kim Kardashian as a billionaire because mm-hmm. to our earlier point that we'll just beat home time and time again, mm-hmm. she can make money off of that moniker. Right. I mean, yeah, again, it's like an evil genius diabolical plan to pull the wool over everybody's eyes so that they can make more money off saying they have all this money. Yeah. And guess what? What? It's working. Yeah. It's going to work. Yeah. Because Because we are so lazy. We don't care. People will throw, you know, I guarantee you go to some 4th of July party, socially distanced and with a mask, I hope, um, and don't like share spoons. Mm. And somebody's going to be like, what? Or forks. Or or forks. Or sporks. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to be like, oh, that Kim Kardashian, she's a billionaire now. And you're not going to have the conversation with Aunt Beverly. Like, actually, Aunt Beverly, it turns out that Kris Jenner has been trying to create this narrative that her daughters are billionaires. Because Beverly's going to be like, snooze, I don't got time for this. In her mind, Mm -hmm. like, so what I'm saying is She's like, I read, I already read the headline. Yeah. 
So I know the whole story. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of knowing the headline and knowing the whole story, in other Kardashians are trying to manipulate us news. Uh-oh. The news this morning, Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson are, quote, giving their relationship another try, says a source to People Magazine. What does that mean? Uh, they called People Magazine. Yeah, they were like, hey, run with this story, okay? Now, here's... Their, okay, I'll just I'll just quickly run through the things that, about this that are obnoxious and irritating. Just about a week ago, there were pictures that came out of Chloe and Tristan hanging out together, and Chloe was like, guys, we're not back together, okay? <laughs> and we were like, okay, fat chance, Grandma, that's going to, you know, th- they're going to be back together. In no time, they're just trying not to mess with the space-time continuum of the next season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But this is the kind of stuff they'll leave like the little crumb trail out to try to keep people interested. Like, oh, oh, okay, Chloe and Tristan are back together. I got to see how this happened. I'll just watch the next season. No, don't fall into the trap, you guys. Don't fall into the trap. So that's number one. Here's my big question, though. Does this mean that Kylie Jenner will now be giving her best friend Jordan Woods another oh, try? Or will well, she continue to make Jordan Woods the villain in the epic cheating scandal that broke up the marriage and the friendship? Remember, uh, we did theorize that at some point Jordan would be welcomed back into the oh, family yeah. mm-hmm. because she was just paid off to take the hit. So that they could keep this narrative alive. Mm-hmm. I love how we're like implying that like this is a criminal, uh, uh, you know, a, a crime syndicate. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're good at it. Yeah, it's true. I'm just saying. The, the, I'm not saying. Yeah. If we don't show up for work on Monday, you guys know why. I don't say that. Oh, my God. Where did you go? Um, I'm right here. I'm getting a phone call. I don't know who it's oh from. God, somebody's calling. On my, on my iPad. Oh, okay. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show... We know that it's Thursday. It is. But we also know we're not going to be here on Friday. We do. And we like to put things in our mouths. Mm. And so we thought, there's no rules. Why don't we have a cheat day Thursday instead? Okay. So we're going to cheat when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Needed to lose you to love me. You know, and I forgot to tell Rob that we do have a little stager for this experience. I, I think you know where it is. On uh-huh. the Colleen, oh, good. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Hi. Bradley Trainer. And we know it's Thursday, and tomorrow's usually Friday, and tomorrow, well, tomorrow's the day that we usually cheat. But we decided, you know what, we're going to do it today. We're I've been just cheating gonna, all over the place. So I mean, just add it to the list. I have another thing I'm going to cheat with uh, as soon as we're okay. done with this thing. Um, it's let's just call it a cheat day, man. Do it. Dirty rotten cheater. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Okay, so I talked about this. Okay, so let's just rewind and tell the whole story about how we came upon this flavor profile. Um, and then I'll tell you what it is we're cheating um, with today. So, so or that we're tasting today. 
Yeah. So the other day, Bradley, you tell the story about the flavored coffee. Uh, so I, I uh, bought us this box of like flavored coffee pods because we have like one of them Keurig fancy machines and I don't get to have one in my house. So I like to indulge here at the station. It's mm-hmm. a long story. Mm-hmm. Talk to my partner. I mean, that really was the whole story. Um, so it has all kinds of weird flavors like Bananas Foster. I don't know that that's the best alternative coffee flavor. Nonetheless. One day, Holly was like, I tried one of those pods, and um, it was cherry. And we were like, cherry? cherry coffee? And it didn't sit well in my head, and so I went over to the box, and I was like, I don't remember there being a cherry coffee flavor, because that sounds vile. Yeah, and then you were like, I want to try that cherry coffee. Yeah. Turns out she said chicory. Yeah. And so we just heard cherry. Careful. Well... Then I was doing my grocery shopping on lines on the uh, inst- on the shipped, um, and Target Perfect. has this new. I know, Target has this new brand of. I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's a Target brand or what. There's a new sparkling water, and you know I love me some sparkling From waters. Coke. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. It's called Aha, and um, this one is, uh, th- and I I like the app. No, I like the um, peach honey flavor is my favorite flavor. And I thought, well, I want to see what other flavors they have because I thought that was kind of an interesting flavor. Yeah. So I went to uh, my cart and I put this one in because I thought it looked interesting. And I thought, hmm, how did it know? It's cherry coffee. Which is the most bizarre thing ever. So we have black cherry coffee flavored sparkling water. Mm-hmm. in a can and i'm so yep. confused because i'm like who's black cherry sure coffee okay weird but sure in fact um la croix la croix has a um coffee flavor coffee flavor which please don't it's nasty and they also have another one that i'm like yeah you don't want that either mm-hmm. i think it was like a not a mojito anyway nonetheless so i'm like who came up with like cherry and coffee because those are two flavors I don't put together. Never. It's like honey and potato chips. Yeah, gross. I mean, okay. But what? Okay, so I'm going to open it. Here's... I'm opening it right now. Do you hear the fizz? You sm- Does it smell? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, it smells so, cherry. Well, I got to tell you something. I generally don't like cherry-flavored things. Do you oh, know I why? Do. Why? They taste like cough syrup to me. Like, that must have been the flavor of cough syrup that my parents always got. Yeah. And so I know like it. Okay, well, why don't you have a okay. huff? You want me to, you mean yeah. a huff like a sip? Yeah. Okay. Just like you mean a sip? Yes. Cherry coffee flavored sparkling oh. water. That was not a good look. I sure hope you like this because I have the rest of a case at home. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't like it at all. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I don't know. I don't know. It's very coffee y, which is odd. Okay, well, right? I'm having the exact, exact? I'm having the exact opposite flavor. Oh, what are you having? I'm just having cherry. Oh, you're going to get coffee on the back end. You're definitely going to get coffee on the back end. Give it a sec. But you know mm. what's weird? I just drank a huge Ugh. coffee. So I don't oh, think I'm getting any coffee on the back that's end. That's probably part of your problem. Because um, I already had coffee in the oh, back end. Oh, darn it. Now I'm really... Now I'm sad that you drank that coffee and you're not getting the coffee flavor. So do you like it? I don't mind it, honestly. I would drink this. Well, you're gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna drink it. I need to retest to my out. taste buds, I think, when I'm caffeine-free. Because literally, see my coffee mug? It's gone. Yeah. Oh, and you got lucky too, because the boss got you some Starbies, mm-hmm. and now you're I'm all going to be all secrets. jittery and fun. Um. Okay. So if we're and gonna I did have a diet doctor peepers with lunch. Oh, how exciting! If I'm going to have to rate this thing, I'm oddly surprised. I thought for sure I was going to spit this out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a one. <laughs> You know, I'm going to give it a three. But again, I have to retest, I think. I think I've... Because I literally don't taste coffee. Isn't Uh, that weird? Yeah, you're going to... I want you to give it some space, (laughs) some time to breathe. And then I want you to try it because... Because right now I'm just tasting like cherry Jolly Rancher. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so put it down. I need you to stop drinking that. And I need you to like cleanse your palate. I don't know if you have some sorbet. Yeah, I just happen to have a sorbet over there. I want you to just like rest your palate. Hand sanitizer. Okay, don't do that. But thank you for trying. Can I try something else? Because it's sitting here looking at me, Bradley. Oh God, yeah, please. Okay, so tell everybody what I'm taking out of the bag. So I um, made strawberry rhubarb bars. That's a lot of words. Strawberry rhubarb bars. Strawberry rhubarb bars. Because mm. I had a glut of uh, rhubarb and strawberries from both the farmer's market. Well, actually, a friend went strawberry picking and I had uh, rhubarb from my CSA. Oh my so gosh. I found this recipe online and it's it's more of like a cookie bar. I'm going to eat it. Than a like, crisp bar, but it has a nice gooey layer of... of oh, I hope it's good. Ooh. Oh my God. Oh, really good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. I haven't had it cold yet. I had a little sliver last night when it was out the oven, and it tasted really good, but I'm curious what it's like uh, cold. I don't know what it's like hot, but it is good cold. What does it taste like? So, <laughs> the this is what I love about it. The crust, that bottom layer, is really thick. Is that cookies? Yeah, it's like a um it's a brown sugar orange shortbread. 
So it has, it's like a brown sugar so shortbread. Did you buy with, the shortbread or did you make? No, you just make it. It's like flour, sugar. Oh my gosh. And then you put a little bit of orange zest in it. It is super good. You bake good. it off. And, and then, then you put the layer of rhubarb and strawberry with a little bit of flour oh. and sugar. And, and then, then you, you crumble. The, you put the crumble crisp on the top. Yep. I love it because that, that okay, so that bottom layer, that cookie layer yep. is really nice and thick. And then the strawberry and the rhubarb is gooey in the middle. Good, good, good. And then the crisp. Oh, it's good. Oh, Bradley, Yay! now you have to put up that recipe. I will. I've got it. It's from a lady named the Buttercream Blondie. Okay, I like her. I will post it. I would like to subscribe to her recipe. Yes. All right, and we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. The D-bags are abundant. Celebrities behaving badly. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Stream them live and do an everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen will be back in mere moments. So, um, this time of day, we love to go deep on really obnoxious celebrities and people just behaving badly. In fact, we call them D bags. So, Let's have a little Lord and Lady D-Bag, shall we? Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. All right, so um, I'm going to give you my D-Bag. I'm going to tell you some things before Colleen gets back. Um, I'm actually, here's what I want to do. I want to go back to the top story of the day, which is that, um, and they keep calling her an associate, but Ghislaine Maxwell, the woman who um, was basically at the hip of Jeffrey Epstein, she was arrested today, taken into custody, and uh, for her role in the sex trafficking and sexual abuse allegations that have been brought against her, also with Jeffrey Epstein, um, we've had so many questions, way more questions than we've actually had answers for her role in this behavior, but one of the questions we had was where she's been. In fact, last week we talked about a story uh, alleging that Ghislaine Maxwell had fled to France. There were reports that she'd fled to France. Now, she was born in France. She was, I believe, a citizen of the United Kingdom. Maybe she's got dual citizenship. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But the report said, essentially, that she went to France because um, she could not be extradited. Like, if they brought charges against Ghislaine Maxwell, they wouldn't be able to remove her from France to the United Kingdom. And... Um, uh, that is actually not the case. And we learned, and Colleen, feel free to jump in whenever. Are you there? I am here. Hi, hi. Hi, sorry about that. No, no worries. Okay, I wait, was just telling we're talking people. talking about Ghislaine? Yeah, I made her my D-bag. Um, I really just wanted to use this opportunity to tell people something I just learned about Ghislaine Maxwell. Yes. Okay, so you, um, because you've been hot on this story all day. You've been following it far better than I have. And, um... The piece that is so fascinating is how, because, again, we thought that they she was in France. Yeah. But where they found her and how they found her is the piece that's yeah. coming up that's really interesting. Yeah. So according, and this comes from our listener, uh, I don't know, it's hard to read Twitter handles, six feet apart people. That works for me. Um, she uh, retweeted us uh, another tweet from a reporter that says, according to Ghislaine Maxwell's detention memo, 
She was hiding at a 156-acre property in Bradford, New Hampshire, that she pro- that purchased rather in cash um, last December. Okay, so I mean, not it's so obvious, but what does that tell us? I mean, she got a lot of cash. She got she a lot of money. She got a 156-acre property on the spot with cash. Yeah, and that she was trying to hide, and mm-hmm. in fact. This report goes on to talk about all the things that she did to avoid detection, including but not limited to changing her primary phone number. It's it's so interesting. Like, listen to the detail um, listed here where it talks about Ghislaine Maxwell. Again, she's alleged to, uh, you know, essentially trafficked women uh, and underage girls for sex. Moreover, it says this is from the charging document uh, or the detention memo, rather. Moreover, it appears that she made intentional efforts to avoid detection, including moving locations at least twice, switching hmm. her primary phone number, which she registered under the name GMAX. I love, um, like, like that was going to throw them off? Yeah. The like GMAX. An email address. And she ordered packages for delivery with a different pers- person listed on the shipping label. So she was like, I still got to get my Amazon, but I'm going to use Bob... My neighbor McCracken. Bob. Bob McCracken. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I mean, that in and of itself tells a story. And it's not a surprising story by any stretch, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously she's been trying to dodge these allegations for a I wonder what her long term solution was gonna be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I one imagines she probably didn't have it is interesting to me that she was still in the United States. I mean, if you're able, maybe she thought she wouldn't be able to get out of the United States without detection. But well, let me um, also add this because we've talked about this with a lot of these scandals. Is it's not just the person who's the perpetrator; it's the system set up around the perpetrator. You got to feel like she's not out there on her own. No, right? That is the problem with all of this, right? And that, and I don't want to get too tinfoil hat conspiracy theory ish, mm-hmm. but one of the biggest truths about this whole case is that it's not just that Jeffrey Epstein was a horrible person. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of horrible people around Jeffrey Epstein who were engaging in similar, if not the same conduct, but if not uh, involved in the same conduct supporting it and looking the other way actively right and actually you know allowing them to under and and it's not really that hard to understand how that works like it's not to say that we would all sort of like look the other way for our friends engaging in bad behavior but like if you didn't believe something against your friend like if your friend was charged with something you're like i don't believe my friend would ever do that right you could see well you know you would you maybe wouldn't be the first to call the fbi Mm -hmm. right and so when people have power and influence, it's just magnified to a scale that allows them to evade detection. Like right. they have all these resources that you and I don't have so that it means it's going to take longer and longer for them to actually be brought forward. And hopefully, hopefully this will be one person we can finally, I just think of the victims and you saw so many stories of the victims in Filthy Rich that they will have some sort of closure because I feel like, and based on their accounts, that's very important to them. Absolutely. And I I do want them to have the opportunity to sit in a room with her and look her in the eye and tell her what she did to their lives. I want it to be on court TV. And I I would allow Nancy Grace to be covering it live. Dan. Dan. 
Anyway, would you like to know who my D-bag is? Yeah. Vanilla Ice. And it pains me to say this because, you know, I love me some Vanilla Ice. What's Vanilla up to? Well, he's up to doing a concert in Texas. Is this for real? It is for real. This is happening, what, today's the second? In two days, uh, he will be performing in a, quote, throwback beach party in Austin, Texas on Friday. Oh, so it's tomorrow. Okay, sorry. Tomorrow. Um, In a state, by the way, where uh, Wednesday... They reported their biggest single-day increase in cases of COVID-19. Knock, knock, everybody. FYI, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic, and it is not getting better. It is actually getting getting worse. Vanilla Ice wrote in an Instagram post, quote, I can't wait to get back to this. The 90s were the best. We didn't have coronavirus or cell phones or computers. We had blockbuster beavis and butthead wayne's world chris tucker and jackie chan so a lot of word salad from the 90s he basically is just like guys come to my concert now he has come out and said listen like no i like i actually want people to be safe but we're going to be on a beach there's more there's plenty of room to social distance we're just going to do some music and celebrate the fourth of july chill out but i still think he's a d-bag because not because he's doing the concert in the first place. Like, that's D-baggy, and I don't like it, but people are doing dumb stuff right now. It's the flagrant way he just sort of like, like, oh, bam, you know. Bam, bam, bada, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> that he just is like, it's not that big of a deal, guys. Come Like, in the 90s, we didn't have this thing, so let's just pretend it's the 90s again. We can't pretend it's the 90s again. We literally can't. We're and in the middle frankly, of a global I don't pandemic. Want to, as much as it might seem worthwhile, I do have an update for you. Oh, what's that? Look on uh, underneath your story. Oh, is it canceled? Darn, 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 da, da, darn, darn. Done. Done. Coronavirus done, done, done. concerns freeze vanilla ice concert. Ooh, he's now indefinitely postponed that concert. Yeah, good idea. Mm-hmm. I wonder who got to him and just was like, "This is not good well, for you." This is what I love, like. Is you see all these people, like you, you show up one day and you're like, I can't believe these fools are thinking there's going to be a concert, mm-hmm. and then what happens? They cancel it. Like it takes people a long time sometimes, but inevitably, here's what I love: the truth will always set you free. Mm, that's true. Like you can't deny reality. It's true. And at a certain point, even ignorant people, I hope. But it appears that way based on recent events. Yeah. We'll go, oh, I guess we can't do the thing we thought we were all going to. I mean, remember myself, my very own self. I was literally having arguments with my partner about going on a cruise. Oh. That he did not want to go on. And I was like, we are going on this damn cruise. I mean, here's the thing about that. That was we were younger then. (laughs) We didn't know very much. That was years ago, two months ago. Like. I get, I understand that that piece of us that says, I really want to do this thing. But what we have to learn is that just because you want to doesn't mean it's a good idea. Yeah. And the thing that I, well, now I just want to hop up on my soapbox and say the thing that people are not apparently able to really get their arms around 
is that this isn't necessarily just about you. It's about everybody else. Mm. That's a hard thing for Americans to understand. It, trust me. Because me. we grew up being told, you know, like, I'm not making excuses for no, dumb but people. It's true. But I, I, I'm making excuses for myself occasionally. Like... I can just do it. I, it's fine. I'm not bothering nobody. I'm just do my thing over here. Leave me alone. And it's like, well, yeah, but we're not very good at remembering that um, we aren't like the only thing going on. There's a lot yeah. of other people. And like, just because you can do something doesn't mean that it's healthy for other people. Right. So you have to take other people into account sometimes. Yeah. Like, for example, I just want to get this out because I think it's an interesting... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Story. Um, D.L. Hughley, you know how he made headlines um, when he collapsed on stage at a comedy club in Nashville? Yeah, which is just bizarre to me that that actually happened. But right? yeah. But here's the thing. Apparently, and then he tested positive for COVID-19. He was mostly asymptomatic. Mm. And then he spread that yeah. to ev- to a lot of people in the club because he was like spitting on people in the front row. Uh, and a lot of people that he works with on his radio show. Mm. Um, and so now he was like patient zero for a lot of people. Yeah, And he didn't even realize he had it because he felt... Dun, dun, da, da. Fine. People are just learning time and time again that, you know, two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And COVID plus two is like 34. Yeah. Because that it spreads. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, friends, we're not done. <laughs> but we're wait, not done. But there's wait, more. There's more. We've located another D bag. Oh, I can't. Um, wait. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll tell you who that D-bag is right here on my talk 1071. Does he give like examples or is he just somebody who's hopping on the uh, beat up on Leah Michelle wagon? Um, he says, so th- apparently they worked together before Glee. So he happened to be in the room with her when she was told she'd been cast in the TV series Glee. And he said, quote, she was possessed with this. Oh, Okay. Um, And I don't know what that means, that she was possessed with that. Like, maybe that her head was already very big and this (laughs) went directly there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, I mean, at least the reports of the report that I'm reading. By the way, he he said all of this in a podcast with David Yontef called Behind the Velvet Rope. Um, He said, I just didn't want to hear Leah Michelle's name in this interview at all. I think she's a despicable, horrible human being. God, you, somebody must be really bad because, like, there, are, like, I cannot think of a person that I worked with that I despised that I would f- that I would feel comfortable in an open forum just calling it out because, for the most part, like, I don't want to bring attention to other people like that, right? Right. So, like, you just know that she must have been things must have been real bad for well, him to call her a horrible, despicable human being, right? So, um. Yeah, I, the, 
I'm going to say something. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to say something right now that might be unpopular. Okay. So she might just be like a real awful, terrible person. And now we've heard it from umpty foo people. Yeah. She's kind of answered for it. I don't know. Like, I can't know what she's doing with that. That would be between her and her family Mm -hmm. and maybe a therapist. I don't know. But what I do know is this, that continuing to reaffirm it and pile it on doesn't really... There comes a point where it stops making her look bad. Yeah. And it starts making everybody else look bad. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... Yeah. And I, mean, I know it's, we've it's, all worked with terrible people before. Yeah. Um, and you might want to hop on when they're being publicly flogged for how horrible they are. Yeah. But it, at some point, it doesn't make you look very good. That's all I'm saying. I, I think, think, too, it's for us as the audience. We've just heard so many stories of this that it's like, okay, I've heard this before. Give me, like, I just frankly want some. Dirt, like, give me the re- like. What do you mean? She like, right. sh- give me examples. Right, like, if you're gonna say it, you better back it up with a yeah. story. I'm not denying it about the time like that she know. actually did do do in your wig. She do do <laughs> did she? Because remember, <laughs> she said she would poo in somebody's yeah. hairpiece. Which that's, I mean, that's bad. Like, I hear that story and I go, that sounds like a despicable human being. Yeah, but I, I also, I, all I've heard is awful things she said. She just sounds like somebody who doesn't have an inner monologue and thinks incredibly highly of herself. Well, and we've all come across people like this before. Again, I think she's one of those people who, you know, what is a bad person? What is a horrible person? But her behavior towards other people specifically, you'll remember this was all. This was all uh, this all began when people called her out for, you know, trying to say one thing Mm -hmm. about racial equity, I think. Um, specifically uh, post George Floyd and you know the people that she's worked with of color were like well uh, that's interesting because Mm -hmm. your words don't match your actions and here are several examples right and then there were all these other people who showed up like yeah I can concur but again to the you know I I think I don't blame this guy so much in the sense that like some dude asked him on a podcast to talk about it right but like if you're gonna call somebody what were the words again the most, most despicable, horrible. horrible person. I feel like that requires backup. Yeah. Because that is a bold statement. Okay, so I found a little bit more of the quotes that he said he did say. So when he worked on Fiddler on the Roof with her, also Rosie O'Donnell was in that cast. Oh, God. If if he's calling... I know. <laughs> Leah Michelle. Despicable and horrible. I'm, I'm just saying I feel like Rosie can sometimes be... Uh, what's the word? Kind of a handful. Um, Root? A, a, a lightning rod. There you go. Yeah. Um, he said that Rosie O'Donnell is awesome. And he said, Rosie Rosie and I still talk. She's a huge mentor to me, and I respect how she's been able to thrive and survive in all the nonsense that has been tossed to her. But then he said, but as far as Leah Michelle is concerned, I think she's one of the most entitled people I've ever come across in this business. Wow. And he said um, that that he had been close to her allegedly when they worked together on Fiddler on the Roof, but it was after she was given the oh, the role in Glee that she changed. Mm. He said, I think the entitlement took over her body, and from that moment on, she moved to L.A. at the same time I did. I cared for her greatly, but then the amount of entitlement that came right at that moment, I've never seen the likes. 
Interesting. So I think essentially what this all boils down to is somebody who got way too big for her britches pretty darn quick. And then people just didn't like I that. mean, you know, the caricature is that she's that person that, you know, we all knew from like drama club who was like, I'm going to be a star one day mm-hmm. and I'm going to think about like when I'm a star, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to have, uh, you know, you know that person. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once she gets a little bit, um, she's all in. Right. Yeah. She's going to spread her diva wings. And that's where we are right now with mm-hmm. um, the stories of Leah Michelle, And who knows who she is now, right? Because we're not like she's not doing anything. Oh, God. I imagine there's a lot of crying about. into pillows at this point. A hundred percent. They don't understand. I'm a tortured artist. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Judy Dench says the thing that saved her during quarantine was doing TikToks with her adorable grandson. What is the thing that has saved you over the past few months? 651-641-1071. What's the thing that has saved you over the past few months? For Judy Dench, it's doing TikToks. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.